All right, Mulligans and Hackers Golf, uh, special guest podcast number two for season number two. Um, we hooked up with Mike from 36 a Day. Yeah, we've been fans of Mike from 36 a Day Golf Co. for a while and was happy to get him on. I wear his lids exclusively, and in this podcast, we have a little bit of an announcement that we made with Mike. Yeah, and uh, I, I wasn't available in the first half, so thanks uh, thanks to uh, Mac from uh, On the Screws Golf for uh, stepping in and co-hosting with Alvin. Um, Our first guest co-host, I, I guess? Yeah, absolutely. You guys will notice I had a different color beard for the first half before I jumped, uh, before I was available to jump back in, so... Really appreciate Mac jumping in, and uh, and he's familiar with Mike too because he's been Mike has been on his podcast, so it was really cool to get him back talking. Yeah, so make sure you guys uh, listen to the podcast. Um, it'll be towards the end where we got uh, some great news and and a cool announcement that's coming up for uh, our upcoming season. And uh, hope you guys enjoy it. Enjoy. All right, I've hijacked the podcast here. Um, I'm your host, Chris Cass, or uh, filling in for Chris Cass. Uh, my co-host, Alvin Paul, is uh, is here beside me. And um, this is season two, episode two of the Mulligans and Hackers podcast. And we're with Mike Johnny from 36 a day. So we both got one of his lids on here. Mike, how are you? Guys, I'm doing great. Mac, always good to see you. Alvin, this is a real pleasure. Congrats on season two. Thanks, man. And your season victory last year on tour. Um, this is it's a pleasure to join you guys. Looking forward to the conversation. Thanks, man. I appreciate your time. I will uh I don't have any notes or anything, Alvin. So no, I will admit I will admit that. I'm just totally, I'm just here totally for the moment. Yeah. Um Chris got called away, so I appreciate Mac coming in and being the the host here on episode two guest podcast. Yeah, it's uh, this is this is my first time guest hosting a podcast that I talked myself into, uh, like that I just asked if I could do it. So um, I I, I'm glad that I know both you guys fairly well and that uh, I've chatted with both you guys at length in the past. So it's um, yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm glad that I could be here to help Alvin if I'm helping or if I'm not. You can ask me to leave at any time and I'll hit the little red button here and get out. Of here. Same with me. Casual. There's no pro here. This is all casual, man. Love it. And we, yes. I really appreciate appreciate you two guys coming on, and you too, uh, Mike. We just did a little thing with uh, Mac before this. That'll probably be our season opener, and uh, awesome. And then we'll post this one after we're done. But uh, I wanted to get you on, Mike, because uh, I think like what I told Mac earlier. In the last two years, I've played 170 plus rounds. In the last two years, you are a legend. And and again, I'm. Contrary to what Mac will tell you, I'm still relatively new to the game. Um, okay. Mike, how long does he get this free pass of saying he's a new golfer and he's golfing? That's a really good. That's yeah. a good point. Eighty-five um, rounds a year, and he's eighty-five still saying, rounds still a, a year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm I'm still new at this. So, how long have you been playing for, Alvin? Uh, last of... year, I guess the year before last, we played probably fifteen to twenty rounds, and that was. The most rounds we've played, I personally have played, and Chris, we were not really into golf our entire lives. So, um, like a couple hundred rounds in the last three years, and that's pretty much got us into golf. Like, we didn't play much. I didn't play much before that at all, maybe a few rounds at the par three here and there. Um, And then there was a period of like 10 years where I never, I didn't pick up a stick. And 
Um, I do have, this is, this is my one admission, Mike. Uh, so I've played all these rounds in the last two years. There was one round that I did not wear one of your hats. Ooh. I forgot, uh, I forgot my, uh, lid stash at home and I had to wear a brand hat for one round in the last two years. So, uh, yeah. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to throw it out there that the apology is there. I'm really sorry. But Dude, you're repping better than I am. That will never, <laughs> ever happen again. <laughs> I, think I think I had two or three rounds this year where I didn't wear my own hats. I have, I've got a, a hat from Cabot links that I bought and I put on one of those like big sun hats, like one of those Adidas sun hats. Cause it was just, it was like 31 degrees and just like searing. Right. And I didn't have any sunscreen in the bag, which is a fail. So I'm like, oh, I'll put this, I'll put the, the big lid on, which always makes me look older than I am. I look like <laughs> such a, but I got, they, they, I got one of those too. Job. They're yeah, they're fun though. They're fun to kind of I don't know keeps you like keeps well, you over top of the ball. Are going to get a thirty six a day one of those? Yeah, yeah no, that would be great. I've I've done a limited run on bucket hats because those seem to be the thing, right? And it's they're pretty polarizing though. Folks either really love them or they're like, sorry, sorry, Dad, I'm not throwing that guy on. <laughs> I got a, I got a few bucket hats. I've uh, I've got a couple adidas i've got like a titleist one i'm not a big brand guy either when i mean like big brand like big golf brand guy like i we're i was telling alvin we're over 100 episodes deep and probably a third of those are with like brands like yourself mike so the idea is to try to like get connected with people in the golf community and sort of represent those things right so um i definitely have a few bucket hats i know i like go track puts those things out too and stuff too right so it's uh I might have to come over and find one of those things. I do like the bucket hat. They're they're pretty cool. They're very comfy. I mean, I, I'll tell you, they're they're super comfortable. So yeah, they've got that going for them. Well, I find that big Titleist one kind of like keeps my swing plane a little uh, straighter. I don't fall out of my shoes as much when I'm. Uh, ah, okay. I don't know. It keeps me a little top heavy, I guess. Maybe I don't. <laughs> I don't rock as much. Never wore one. I've never worn one, so I have no Things idea. Things are huge, man. They're like yeah, a, they're, some, they're... It's like a sombrero. <laughs> Hey, it's we have one of those. Story. Yeah, there you go. You put that on for a round, it's pretty much the same thing. It's yeah, maybe a little less stiff, feel. but yeah. So, sorry, Alvin, you go ahead. I know you guys wanted to. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was just so Mike, uh, why hats? Why hats? I uh, started my blog. Oh my God, it's about seven or eight years ago. And after a couple of years, I realized I, I should create a, I don't know whether it's a, a logo or some kind of brand identity. And went with the maple leaf with a dimpled golf ball look. I'd always kind of thought that would be really cool. And the feedback had always been really positive. So it it wasn't as much me driving it, but folks coming up to me and say, I love that look. That would look, they were saying that would look great on, on a golf hat. And I tried it like a really, really limited run. And I was probably too quiet with it, but, uh, Thought it was fine. It was probably around the time of the pandemic where uh, I wasn't getting out and playing as many courses. I had a little more time on my hands. And folks, you know, every now and then folks would keep saying, you should think about this. You should think about this. And I decided to give it a go. And, um, you know, maybe I'm a bit more stubborn than than talented. And I've just kind of kept pushing it. But Alvin, the feedback's been pretty positive. So uh, you know, continuing to give it a go. I'll, I'll give you a little, a little scoop. Um, I've just finalizing some details to be exhibiting this February at the Toronto golf show, which 
talk about taking the training wheels off. It's, <laughs> it's, it's pretty big. So uh, it, it'll, it'll give the brand a little bit more exposure because um, that, that weekend in Toronto gets probably well over 5,000 people kind of coming through, but it's the opportunity to, net, to network with, with some of the other uh, courses and, and course conglomerates or like places like club, club link and uh, golf North and, and, and other places just to let them know, Hey, this is who we are and this is what we do. And we'd love to be able to get our hats into your shop. So and you're going a little idea. Towards, uh, you're going more towards like getting your hats into the courses themselves, not necessarily now like online sale type thing. Yeah. Moving a little bit away from direct consumer. I mean, well, that'll still be an option. Um, but I think there's something to be said, and, and I mean, you guys are hat guys, so there's something to be said about being able to see it and touch it and try it for sure. To yeah, see, you got to be able to. You got to be able to put a hat on for sure. Yeah, because yeah. it's you know we we all golf a lot and we've seen different kind of hats, and when you find one you like, or maybe it's the flip side when you find one that's like, wow, that fits me terribly, or I you know it it just it's not it just doesn't feel right. That's important too, and then it's a little bit more of a risk uh, online. So For we'll still sure. we'll still yeah. we'll still do direct to consumer, but uh, I, I think the push is going to be to to pro shops and retail outlets down the road. Well, for me, like I know, and I've had this conversation with a few people, probably way too many people. So I'm definitely a hack guy. But like <laughs> the spot that it sits on your ear, like on your head, and how it like falls down onto your ear and feels like. You know, some of them sit kind of high, like the dad hats and stuff like that. Like if you're going for that, that kind of model, but if you're wearing something on the golf course, you kind of want it to like sit all the way down, I think. Right. And it's got to be comfortable. Yeah. So these ones do that. So if you're listening to the pod, these ones do do that. If you know what I'm talking about, because I feel like a lot of people do. Um, It's a, it's a, it's a hat person thing for sure. Definitely. Guaranteed. And I wear hats uh, almost every waking moment that I'm not sleeping. Whether it's you golfing hair under there, you got hair under there, Alvin, or I do. Yes, I'm. Okay. Yes, I'm, okay. There is uh, there's more gray than black now, but uh, uh, that's part of getting older and getting you know more experience. Me too. Me too, man. Me too. But uh, yeah, so I actually won a couple of uh, the 36 a day hats right before we started our season last year. So I had two. That's that came in. Way. Yeah, that was yeah, that was your giveaway, and I and I won those hats, and yep. I played the entire season with those two hats. I did not switch, and then I hooked up with Mike at the beginning of the year and got uh, got a bunch more and um, and I, a couple different styles, and uh, I really like them, and I'll be wearing them f- until I stop this crazy adventure in golf. You guys That's wear visors right. at all? Either one of you guys get the visor on at all? Uh, I I would wear a visor, you bet, for sure. Well, a high crown visor or something. I got yeah, it. Like yeah, I got yeah. I got a lot of hair up there too. That's uh, it's kind of neat when you get in the golf cart and you're you know. But again, out here when we're playing golf in the summer in in Alberta, it gets like crazy hot, like thirty five yeah. to forty degrees. Uh, you know, you need a you need a white bucket on your head because um, any any dark colors or even a visor, like uh, you're getting some some tanning on the old uh, melon there and. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it can turn south, turn south yeah. really quick. I'm, will it uh, yeah. will it always stay hats, Mike? Is it always just going to be hats? Or are you going to go branch into other apparel? I'd like to branch out to other apparel, but a lot of that is going to be really kind of driven by 
kind of the the feedback of of consumers if if there'd be any interest around golf shirts or like an athletic tee or well i mean you know we're all avid golfers so we're playing the shoulder season and throwing it on a a, a toque because doesn't matter i think the only month that i haven't had a toque on playing in canada is july i've had a toque on in june i've had a toque on in in august now it was near the end of august but it's it's amazing and so yeah it's a very long answer to say i'd love to be able to branch out but for now yeah hats hats are a pretty safe and easy uh starting point so yeah we got a we got a toque as well. Sorry, we got a toque as well. Yeah, I had it on today for a few minutes, and uh, I feel like I could have gone like toque to a hat to a visor to a sun hat to a toque, like all within one round of golf. Like it's just like three seasons of Canadian golf up here right now. Like, well, Mike, you and I are pretty close to it, like to one another. It's uh, it's just like fluctuating constantly right now. Some days are plus fifteen, some days are minus five right now. It's crazy. Oh gosh, over yeah. the course of a round. You just feel like you're spending half your time changing, yeah, taking exactly. taking layers off. So, are you are you guys still playing out, Actually, out west, Alvin? No, we uh, our courses shut down last Sunday was the last day, but the weekend was pretty bad. So Saturday and Sunday we didn't get to play. So uh, I think Thursday was our last round of last week, or I should say, not this Thursday past, but the Thursday before. So um, yeah, we're our courses are done now. We're playing with house money out in Ontario, but. Uh, it's it's been a fabulous fall and i think we got about another seven or eight days of yeah crazy mild weather and then probably pull the shoot well uh what course are you at mike i play at a hidden lake in, in burlington right right i remember that now yeah, yeah i'm at i'm at port hope so we actually shut it down today which was unfortunate Ooh, uh it is unfortunate yeah because they don't do any like green aeration or anything they just close the course do it all at the end of uh october so which is great because you play pristine golf right up until today which is october 30th Absolutely. whenever this one goes out but uh yeah i'll find a couple spots to go out for a walk and Absolutely. Uh, yeah find a few more rounds before the year's over hopefully anyway but I uh, I got to run, guys. I got to take off, but I really appreciate that. It's good to catch up with you a little bit, Mike. Uh, great seeing you, Mac. Yeah. Care, after mate. the uh, after the golf show, let's get in touch. Let's see how it went. For sure. We'll, uh, yeah. We'll get you on my pod. Disclaimer: I'm not really Chris Cass. If you're just listening to this one, <laughs> I faked you out. I'm actually Mac from On the Screws Podcast. Ha. Huh? So yeah, it's uh, <laughs> I'm hey, sure everybody I, knew. I appreciate you jumping on too, man. That's I'm sure cool. everybody knew by now. This was not Chris Cass. And if you're looking at me, his beard did not go white and black. <laughs> no, it is still, 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 still got the red, big ginger red beard. Red so. and gingerish, yes. Love it. But Mike, good look at the golf show. I'll, I'll come by and see you. If I don't talk to you before then, I'll definitely come by and see you. I'll be there uh, wandering around doing something, I'm sure. Absolutely. So I'll, I'll put a mic in it. people's face and just randomly talk to them. about <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All Always right, good to see you, Mac. Awesome, Take good Mac. care. Thanks, buddy. All Appreciate right. Take it. care, guys. See ya. See you, man. Here we are with part two now that Chris has joined us. Thanks for uh, jumping on, Chris, buddy. Yeah. You missed some good back. stuff earlier, but uh, I'm glad you joined us now. It's all right, Chris. I saved the... Uh, I'm feeling smarter as I go along, so this is going to be great. <laughs> Pleasure meeting you, actually. I... Uh, Follow your your antics on tour with uh, with Alvin and just love what you guys have created. But uh, I'll uh, I'll be quiet and let you guys 
ask some questions, but uh, yeah, I'm excited about this. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, man. Yeah, appreciate man. you. Have, appreciate you coming on, Mike. I I appreciate your time and just taking some time out of your day to chat with us goons. So we we talked with Mac just earlier about your hats and what you're looking forward to in your hats. And we were, t- you know, one of the things that I found about like Canadian uh, brands, because I've been looking for a Canadian golf polo shirt type of type of Canadian brand. There are a couple out there. But one of the things I find most, the thing that turns me away most is the price. And I know I know they have to do it, but like $60, $65 for a, for a golf polo with, with their brand name on it. I get what the, I get that you need to, to make that to make the, the business part of it worthwhile. But um, I mean, you're, you're looking for a very niche, small type of market when you do that, right? It's really hard. I mean, I, I, Either that, or I mean, maybe there's a lot more money out there than I have, or the, you know, that just I have a tough time with that. I, I think that's a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. But you see certain brands now. If you guys go to like a, a golf town near you, like that G4 brand, just the I'm absolutely blown away at the prices. Mm-hmm. I'm just like I, I couldn't even ask somebody. You know, as 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 a consumer myself. I couldn't do it. I couldn't ask. In fact, I, I brought on a business partner and we're looking to create with the same look, but we're looking to create our own custom hat because what we want to be able to offer is something of a comparable quality, but at a better price point. Yeah, price point. I mean, I love, love the quality of what we, what we produce, but, you know, or, you know, we'll, we'll go through, um, you know, a retailer or a pro shop and it will still be the same price because they're going to, they're, they'll have their markup as well, right. which, which is fine. But, you know, you get a lot of people involved then all of a sudden the price gets really steep. And like we talked about with, with Mac Alvin shipping in this country is, I mean, it's, that's, it's, that's a, it's that's a challenge. It's really, it's really tough. Right. It's an entity onto itself. And that's when we did our couple of, uh, short runs and the merch that we did these type of things. And, and, you know, um, it was almost cheaper for us to drive them to the towns that, uh, that, that, or that ordered them instead of shipping them. I've done the same. I've, I've driven it like 90 minutes. And it's like, Oh, you always do that. And I'm like, nah, yeah, I come up with a little, like, oh, just, you know, I love driving, which I do. And as golfers, I mean, you know, avid golfers as we are, driving to play two, three hours. It's just not a big deal. It's just yeah. like, that's just what I do. So yeah, we do a little, we don't drive maybe that far. Chris does. Chris, Chris does a little bit of traveling and gets, gets quite a bit of golf in Calgary. Usually in the summer I'll drive a couple hours into the mountains or up to Calgary area or the summer where we go, we did four or like four, four and a half hours into BC. So that was fun. We did a couple couple uh, courses up that way. So okay. where'd you play we out there? To make a trip every summer and get some in. That's nice. where'd you play out there? Uh, we played Creston, uh, Creston Golf and Country Club. Um, that was a super nice course. Um, and then we played uh, Kokanee Springs. Um, okay. Front nine was really nice. Back nine, kind of a little bit of an afterthought. It's but there's lots of construction up there because they just got bought by some company in the states. So making some changes but beautiful uh beautiful scenery beautiful golf courses um and just it's nice to always play something different right something give you a little bit of a different oh, yeah. challenge yeah so, absolutely 
it's, it's a fun experience. I try to, I try to make it a habit of trying to play. I like to play anywhere between 20 to 25 different courses a year. And I mean, early in the season with my injury, I wasn't sure if that was going to happen, but we, uh, we were all able to make it happen this summer again. So it was good. Heal, heal that pretty good from that. Uh, it's, it's getting there. It feels, yeah. it, it's feeling better. I mean, my golf game golf wise, it, it's good. Um, you know, walking around and doing my thing. It's good. You, there are days when I'm playing some of my other sports that it gets a little stiff, but it's it, it all in all, I'm, uh, I'm well ahead of schedule. I'm doing well. So I'm hoping that next season I can be a hundred percent and uh, go reclaim all my uh, championships. Good stuff. You know what, buddy? I've, I got the one jacket that I was looking for. There we go. So I'm going to next season. I'll be so relaxed and just, Willing to take all those trophies that I didn't win this year, but I got my jacket. I'm good. You're immortalized now, right? You were a. I'm. I am a. You're a champion. I'm a tour champion. Chris won the tour championship last year because he swept the awards last year, okay. and Clark pretty much swept the awards this year. Except the one blemish on his mark was the tour championship jacket, which nice. I won, and and it was it was props for me because I I really didn't know if I could win a two day event in our little tour but i did and i'm really happy about it so guys here's another thing uh, and I'll, I'll share something new with you that i think i'm 95 percent sure i'm going to do this with plans to to grow the um the hat business loving what you guys do but there's there's and and trying to get our hats uh onto teams and groups that are playing i want to create a winner's wall like on our new website so Alvin, you won last year. I got a, I saw a picture of you with the jacket on, and you, you had one of my hats, the the green and gold Masters hat. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. So, so what I will ask folks to do is, if if you are comfortable having your picture shared on our website, because we would tag it, use like a, a Google Map and and tag it, I will send a winners only gold leaf, a gold maple leaf hat. So you can't buy it. You can't buy it. You have to win it. And it has to be some kind of competition where there's either a trophy, a jacket, a banner. Like you can't go out and play your buddy for a beer and say, oh, I finally beat him. It's like, no, no, this, it's got to be a legit competition. Yeah, uh, and our competitions are season long. Right. And uh, yeah, we, finish, we finish up our, we finish up our, we'll say chase for the cup with the two day tour championship. And, uh, that would be awesome. So I will follow up with you because I'm, like I said, I'm 95% sure I'm going to do that. We were able to, to sell some hats to uh, a group based fairly close to where I live in Southern Ontario that, um, that facilitates amateur long drive participation. Uh, and this, follow this, them, we follow, I follow them on okay. Instagram and so I, they, and so they've been filling up our feed, right? They've they've yep. been blowing yeah. it up because the Canadians are doing exceptionally well. I think they were just in Florida like this weekend, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Their belts—it's like one of those wrestling belts, right? Which is really really cool. Well, that was where I got the idea because I'm like watching all these things come in, and you know, bless their hearts—they've they've got our hats on, and I'm like, all right, I got to come up with a winner's hat. And then I thought, I then I thought of you. It's like, yeah, because that. That'd be pretty cool. And it's all opt-in, right? If you're like, no, no, I don't want my picture on the internet or something like that. But it's but it's like, 
There you go. Send me a picture. I'll tag it geographically, a little one sentence thing, and you get the gold leaf hat. So, so let me do, let me do Chris a favor here. So he won the tour championship last year. So, so do we get, do we get caught up then? Like, does he get one and I'll get one? And then next year, the next guy gets one. Absolutely. Yeah. If there's, if there's a picture to post, then, then fire it up. I'll put it on the website, tag it. I mean, I'll work out the details and, you know, little, sure. little sentence here, sure. like Chris think- Cass wins the, the 2021, you know, yeah. hackers and mulligan, you know, season championship. We, Boom. We really need to do a, me and Chris, we need to get some promotional photos of both of us with our jackets on because I want to use it as like our yeah. profile pages and yeah. stuff like that. Right. That's so, brilliant. You know, um, and our social media is growing pretty nice. well as well. So, again, it's eyes on the prize type thing. Right. Nice. And I think we talked, you and I, Mike, talked earlier in the week about making. Uh, 36 day golf co-hats the official hat of the mulligans and hackers podcast tour what we do love it yeah that'd be great and then we'll just we'll post a like we'll post a link to your social medias on ours and uh we'll just we'll make that little connection and and go from there i will uh and i appreciate that thank you thanks a lot guys i will um i I probably mentioned this before you came on chris but i'll and maybe flip the script at some point I'll connect with you guys and I'll, I'll do an interview. I've got a, something I used to do where it's a quick nine. So I come out with like nine questions, um, just a little bit of background. Why'd you start the tour? You know, what do like all those things. And it usually ends with what's your bucket list course. Like what that's would a be, real quick one for me. What would be, you know, it's, not that we'll ever get to do it, but Augusta is mine. I mean, since since we got into this whole golf thing, I'm kind of a little bit of a armchair historian. I like history of things. Okay, nice. So when I got into golf, I really jumped into the history of golf, and I got 100% totally wrapped up in Masters. So there's a channel on YouTube, uh, and it's a Masters channel, and they actually have videos on there of the last round of every Masters all the way back to 1968. What a beautiful rabbit hole to fall into. So, and boy, did I get into that rabbit hole. Oh, my I God. That would I be started, so cool. I started at 1968. And by the way, 1968, the guy that won it, I can't remember his name, but he won it because the guy he was tied with had a scorecard error. That was 68. Yeah. So now I'm a, I just watched... Today, actually, I just watched 1997 Tiger's first win at the Masters. And two years before that, Ben Crenshaw won, and Tiger was the low amateur sitting in the clubhouse with him. So there you go. A little bit of this is me getting caught up in my golf history, and and, and I'm loving that part of it, too. So here's a question for you guys, because you guys are playing competitive, and maybe it's loosely competitive. I'm I'm sure you're supporting each other and you're having a good time. There's no doubt about that. But is it whether it's a major or the season ending event? Do you guys get nervous? Is is there like are you feeling pressure where it's like, man, I, I gotta I gotta score well in this back nine or is I'm, this thing's going to hell. I'll let you go first. You know you know last year um last year when I was fully healthy I, I embrace the pressure and, and I just like, I use it almost as fuel. 
And that's why I was able to win so many events and, and take home all the, you know, all of the, uh, the awards and stuff like that. And I never really felt last year that the pressure got to me ever this year, coming back off my injury and, you know, being behind six, six events in, um, I found myself pressing five weeks, five weeks behind, right? Yeah. Yeah. I found myself pressing when I got back, I found myself that if I wasn't scoring good through nine or, or, you know, through 12 or, or I was within striking distance, I was pressing too much. And as we know in golf, when you start to press, you start to make yeah. air, bad shots, it's such right? It's a counterintuitive sport, isn't it? Like you just, yeah, the notion of trying too hard, swinging too hard or yep. pressing. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I Your sound cut out, Chris. Can't hear you. Hopefully you can hear us. Anyways, um, this year on tour, we had more, um, more sudden death playoffs and Alvin and I actually <laughs> found each other in a sudden death playoff for one of the, uh, one of the tour dates. And, you know, traditionally on tour, I would say that I'm one of the better putters. Um, and at that point, you know, I had, we were playing 10 at Cottonwood. I remember it. We played in the morning. We went and we played 18 at medicine hat golf and country with my dad and my brother. Then we went back to Cottonwood for the tiebreaker because we had a busy day. And I remember I we both hit the fairway. I was just off. Uh, I missed the green. Alvin hit the green. And then I chipped on. And I'm like, well, I got to hopefully get a bogey out of the situation because uh, of the way it was. And Alvin ended up, I think, on the wrong tier. And uh, he was oh, no. for his first putt. So anyways, long story short, he ends up making bogey. And I have like... I don't know, a two footer, maybe two and footer, it, it should have been, been an easy putt to make. Well, lo and behold, I end up missing it. And that was kind of the, the stre- a little bit of a stretch there where I struggled with putting. And then, I mean, we go back to our first major, um, our first major event this year. Uh, the one that Clark won the inaugural, the, the jug, um, I, I had him dead to rights with three holes to go. And then, you know, my last two or, uh, 17 i all i had to do was get it close i flubbed a chip you know i knew where i was in in the situation even on 18 i had a chance to send it to a playoff and i missed the putt and i just felt that this year there was there was pressure and we go back to alvin winning the tour championship well it was me him and clark all day on the sunday once we caught up to clark that that it was between and you know, I knew I was kind of hanging around. And okay. at that point I was kind of, it was in my head. I'm like, wow, what a story would be to come back from, you know, injured throughout the year and just, just pull off the win. And all, honestly, I think, the, I think the pressure in the end got to me. I mean, I finished third, uh, just one stroke behind Clark, but, uh, you know, when you step on that first tee box, it's, it's now with the group of guys that we have, it's become so competitive that, there's definite nerves to be had sometimes on shots and we, and and all of us will let each other know where we're at during the round. That's nice. And and we won't let anybody forget because we, (laughs) you got to keep the pressure dialed up. Absolutely. Yeah. I know why. Like don't let anybody get away with it. Put somebody in a bit of a pressure cooker. I mean, especially when it's like competitively fun, right? Like you guys are still enjoying yourself, but yeah. And and you know, when me and Chris go out and play, like we like we like competing against each other, even when we don't have these tour events and stuff. We we like to see where our games are comparable to each other, and uh, um, 
you know, I'm probably, I think I've got like 10 years on Chris, you know, age wise. And, uh, you know, I like to compete with the young guys. I'm the oldest guy on the, in this whole endeavor. So I like to, when, awesome. I, when I, when I get a chance to win, I'm beating the kids. Right. So, um, but I found last year, uh, towards the end of the season, my mental game broke me. Uh, Chris could probably attest to this, like down the stretch, I played absolutely terribly. I couldn't like, I mean, we're talking at a par 66 course. I think I even shot a hundred one round. Um, yeah, main, it, was, it was not good. I mean, I, I think thing, the biggest thing for you is you had a couple good rounds, like mid, mid, uh, mid high 70s, and you're feeling good. And then you were getting frustrated because you couldn't replicate it every day. And you kind of let that. And I didn't have the mental, I didn't have the, the game acuity in golf to maintain some composure. Because again, I, I'm new to this and I'm, I'm still using that too, by the way. I'm new at this. I, and um, so, that, so, Chris, we were talking with Mac about, you know, Alvin's been playing a fair amount the last couple of years and I'm relatively new to the game. Yep. Which I, and I never really answered that. I think that's fine. I actually think you got about another year or two to go. Cause that, that relatively new to the game, it's like a window. If you're like within a four or five year, the fact you've played a bazillion rounds is, well, it's more of a credit to you, but yeah, no, I, th- I think you've got a, that, that, that window hasn't closed yet. The contrast from last year to this year, Mike, was down the stretch this year, like our tour championship at the end, I wound up winning. My mental game came around to where I could handle that at the end. Yep. I did I did I did tell a story with Mac previously that will will be out earlier about a major club switch in the bag from Saturday when we played to Sunday that changed yep. my game one hundred percent from where, where we were That's playing. Bold. I, I, yeah, I took it's ballsy for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So I took. I think six, I like it though. I took a six iron out of the bag that was a twenty-five degree loft, and I added a king cobra hybrid that was um, my six six iron was twenty-five. The king cobra was twenty-six degree, and it was a five hybrid. And that club won me the day on the Sunday because I needed. I again, I've told this story before, but I need that club. I needed that club from the tips at the course we played for six shots in the day, and my six iron never ever got me where I needed to be. So when I switched that club out, I started hitting that club straighter, and it started putting me in shape. And that really changed the Saturday to the Sunday. Was that one club change? I had a year. This is probably five or six years ago, and the first iron in my bag was a seven iron. Because I went hybrids, yeah. four, five, and six. And I, I didn't care. Like some folks said, wow, like, you know, they haven't come out with a seven hybrid yet. And, like, <laughs> uh, and I'm like, maybe they have. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm staying in my lane. I'm playing my game because my iron game was just a flaming mess. So, yeah. And, you know, um, it's just, we play a lot of rounds. Like we played a lot of rounds in the last couple of years. And, it was nice to start figuring out, hey, I have a hole in my bag here for this yardage that I need to clean up somehow. Good for you. Nice. Right? And so I just yeah. made that change. And, you know, Chris with his wedges, Chris plays Haywood wedges. And, I mean, watch him down the stretch, you know, what we call lick it and stick it, right? Yeah. With these wedges from in close, right? And, again, being able to navigate, like, last year we were all, everything at our course was driver. Yep. Right. Yep. Everything was driver. Driver off every par four. Driver off the par fives. 
driver off everything. Well, this year we start playing and it's like, well, I need to be here. So I don't oh, need to hit driver, but I just need to be here. Course management. Yeah. Yep. Our, we, started, we started figuring out course management, which started helping out our scores oh, and helping nice. us navigate this course. Not as hard. Like every shot is not maximum effort. Right. So again, playing more golf and figuring that out, that's huge. And that's, that's the it's beauty good. of this. Like you're finding stuff out as you're playing more. It's like, yeah, I don't need to, I don't need to try and drive the green here. I, could, I probably could if I hit a straight shot, but if my driver goes left or right slice or a hook, I'm in yeah. trouble. I'm looking at bogey. So if I take a three wood, lay it up, I'm chipping on two putt par get off. There you go. Exactly. Right. So I think smart play. I, I think that comes like, I mean, for me, I've only played maybe 370 rounds in my life. Like I only started getting into golf like two years ago, like hardcore. Okay. And I mean, I'm pretty athletic, but you know, I'm super competitive to the point where if I'm going to pick something up, I'm going to do everything I can to get good at it. And last year, like I spent hours and hours and hours on the range and on the putting Good for you working on things. And I mean, this year, I mean, Clark did a lot of the same and you can see the transition in his game. And that's kind of, you know, I found when I lost five weeks, I lost some of that touch because typically I'm a good wedge player. I'm good, good on the green. That took like a month or two for me to get back because that's the first thing that generally goes right. Totally. Do you guys Um, do indoor stuff? Do you guys do like in the winter, we, we did a little go and do like a little bit last yeah. year. Probably do some more this year, though. We're going to do more this year because I think we're actually because okay. our home course has a has a league that starts oh, nice. in January because they have yep. simulators. So I think we're going to get involved with that this year. And we have a we have another really nice place, um, Studio Four here, is a, yep. is a simulator specific golf place with four bays, okay. and, uh, and it's, it's a little, a little they, have a, they have a little bar pub type type atmosphere. Awesome. And uh, we're going to hook that up a little bit this year as well. Um, okay. And again, a shout out to Studio Four because a really nice little setup they got down there. Cool. So, um, you know, if you ever get out this way, Mike, we'll take you down. Might have to. Uh, so it's possible I might be coming out to Calgary on business next September. Nice. So I will, if that gets confirmed, I'll let you guys know. Because that's that was my whole thing. I, I, I work at York University. And I've got a research partnerships role, but I have colleagues across the country. So we've created this network. And to make a long story short, I would go to these conferences and exhibit around the nature of the work that we do. And after a while, I'd attack on time. And that's one of the whole things about the blog where it's like, okay, well, I'm going to, I've created my own bucket list. I've got courses across the country, like these public courses, and I'm just going to try and go play. So in some cases, I give, I give them a call. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we'll give you like a like a preferred rate. And I'm not looking for deals. I'm just looking for access. Cause you, you show up and it's like, oh, we've got a tournament. And I'm like, oh my God, what have I like, what have I done? Yeah, we ran but it's, Yeah. So um yeah, no, I'll I'll and we talked about driving for golf. I'll I'll come on out and uh if you come out to Calgary, you you should probably try and play uh, one of the two Canon Ascus courses. You would you would absolutely love that. Seven that would be fun. I know the last time I was in the area, it was just I think the year after the flood, so they were out of commission. Yeah, well, in the last two, the last two, uh, not this year, but the two years beforehand, we played uh, we played Mount Kid the first year and then Mount Lorette last year. Just uh, beautiful, beautiful. Have you guys done the Wolf Creek courses? 
Have you guys? Uh, not no, not yet. Oh, guys, there's now it's probably a bit of a haul for you guys because they're even north of Calgary and, and Pinoca, but yep, geez, uh, are they ever good? Like, the so, I, I kind of grew up outside that way out towards okay. that where I'm originally from, yeah. Now, I've heard the courses are in receivership, so I'm, I'm a little kind of sad about their about their future, but the the, the newer course, that back nine is, God, it's just so, there's so many amazing golf holes. It's, uh, it was, it was pretty awesome. Lots well, so, of fun of playing all the, all those different courses that you don't get to normally play, right? You just find all those hidden gems yeah. that, that are out there right. that like, might not we, know. We haven't about. played any of the, like, we'll say cool courses around the area, like the, the higher end courses. Cause again, we're just getting into this and we're trying to figure out or trying to navigate our way around where do we want to, where, where's, where's our best, where's our best results going to be when we go out to a golf course, right? Cause they have a yeah. Phil Mickelson design one in Calgary now. Oh yeah, yeah. that's right. Getting a private here right away though. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. private here right away. So okay. we get to play that one, but uh, right. something like that, right? Like, yeah, you know, we're, that's in deck. That, some, something like that could be in our future. To but go. even next year though, like the idea of just the medicine hat tour, like just keeping mulligans and hackers, as in, like just it's great promotion for all the medicine hat courses because i mean you guys are nothing if not loyal so it's just like here's what we're doing here's where we are here's where we're playing and i love it i love following along i just we have some we have some courses that we we make it a point to go and visit every year nice. whether they're on tour or not like rolling hills uh yep. that was a gem we found first when we started this that um that old and again a little nine hole course Right. And just in the middle of nowhere. Right. And, and it's about, it's less than an hour away from here. And then so cool. Maple Creek, we played this year. I think, what did we play it? Two, three times this year? Well, you played it twice. I played it once because I missed the tour date. We had a tour we, date out we, there and we, we liked it so much. We, yeah. we liked it so much that when Chris got healthy, we're like, Chris, you got to yeah. go out and do this course. So we made another trip out to Maple Creek, Saskatchewan, and 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 did another eighteen out there because like you got to see this because this is a beautiful little nine hole course and nice little track out there. That's a that's that's, that's part, awesome. That's part of this you know attraction that we do too is find yeah. these little things here and there, right? It's so I mean, fun. First all, when we went out there and we played thirty six, like that was that was that's a another nice little. Like, you don't think of it, but it's a, it literally in Burstall, Saskatchewan, in this little tiny town. And in the middle of a farmer's field, and they probably have nicer fairways than any golf course in in, in the city here. That's so, if you're that's, off the fairway, you're in trouble. Yeah, that's yeah. no, it's awesome. You're in the prairie grass yeah. then. Yeah, so hit the fairways. Well, it's, it's it's been a lot of fun since we started this, and again, that's so cool. talking to people like you, Mike, and and again, just becoming friends with like because we chat again quite a bit. We post a lot of yep. stuff because again, I wear your hats exclusively now, and and. Now that you know you'll be the uh, the official hat of the Mulligans and Hackers podcast tour, we'll uh, you know we'll keep propping your hats and and uh, the hats are one thing, but you know this type of communication, this type of friendship, and just getting in touch is 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 so cool, you know, and 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 we want to keep that going as well, right? Well, you guys are doing something special, I tell you. I I look forward to the day. Well, two things: when I can join you guys on a. a one of your tour events because that's going to be pretty pretty amazing. But when we connect up and you guys say, Mike, there's a group out in BC, there's a group out in New Brunswick, 
they've started a mulligans and hackers tour. I think you guys have got something that other groups would really love to emulate because it, it, it it starts with great guys. So you guys, friends, friends. right. I mean, the idea just started just, just, just getting our buddies out to play and just yeah, making it go. And it was just convenient enough for us that we're all around the same handicap. So we, we you know, it is, it is competitive. And yeah. if, and we're all the same if business, buddies went yeah. out and played and there was, there was a handy, big handicap difference, we'll play off your handicaps and still continue to record the points. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm a fan and I will continue to follow you guys. I wish you guys all the best. Good health, Chris. Hope you Thank heal you. up hundred percent. Oh yeah, I'll be back uh, raring and ready to go next year. These guys, these guys, uh, they were getting scared at the end of the year as I was getting a little healthier and my game was coming. <laughs> Unfortunately, I saved my best rounds for late in the year. Like we were, Alvin and I were out one year and or uh, one weekend here not long ago, and before the end of the year, and I think I shot a, a seventy-three, and I, I I had a chance to break seventy going. Oh my in, gosh, going into the last two holes, and I took a, I think I took a double double bogey or something through the last three holes but so were you aware that you were shooting really well i was yeah okay yeah no i kind of you know numbers we played the back first and then seven is the hardest par three on the course and seven just eats everybody up and i ended up double bogey and i'm like whatever let's let's get on to the next hole and then the next hole i hit my tee shot ob and i was just like oh no (laughs) and uh and then at that point, I would just kind of try to bring it back. And I knew I'd still, sh- I knew I'd still shoot a low 70, which ended up, um, the 73 ended up being my personal best anyway. So I was like, you know what? I, I can't so complain. Cool. I had a couple bad holes. It's not the end of the day. And then a few weeks later, Alvin, I think Alvin shot the same or a little better. I shot 72 um, and, and I triple bogeyed 18. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you had a chance uh, to break. That I had a well. chance to break it too, and and our course, our home course, is a par sixty six, so that would have been wild. But uh, yeah, so cool. I uh, my best is seventy five, and it was in a hometown course where I live here in in Burlington in Southern Ontario, and I realized that I was even after fifteen, and yeah. I don't know why I stood on the tee. It's like because it's like, hell, I'm doing pretty good. Do a little mental math. It's like oh, and then. <laughs> Double and bogey and a bogey to finish. So it's a par 71 and I got a 75, which at the end of the day, it's like, that's pretty good. Never done, never done that before. So no, we're gonna, I, I'm I, just going to put it out here now that if you come out and play in one of our events, we might have to use your handicap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, it's funny. It's golf's like fishing, right? It's, it's the, all the great stories. I haven't told you a story about club championships where, and it wasn't me but you see it and maybe you guys see it on tour where now it's lightly competitive for you guys, but you get into a club championship and I saw a guy four putt from eight feet. Oof, it's hard yeah. to watch. It's well, I can really, I feel that really, really hard to watch. Well, my, one of my, one of my nicknames on our tour is dead putt. So yeah, I feel that. So <laughs> it's fairway, yeah. fi- fairway finer and dead putt for me. So yeah. Cause I'm a 12, I play off a 12. So I'm a 12 hand again and got grouped with guys about the same. And I got in, I shot like an 87 or an 88, which for tournament conditions, like, okay, well that's, it was okay. But the guy I was playing with, he got like, I think he got like 102. And the worst part is like, we get, to, he's got two more days of this. Right. And he showed up, I gave him a lot of credit. Cause I thought he would just like say, yeah, I'm like, yeah, 
something's hurt or whatever, but he uh, came out and played. So, but it's got, it's the greatest game drives me crazy sometimes, but I love it to bits. A lot of fun, man. And we're having a lot of fun and we're going to keep having good stuff. Well, I'll be following. So I've got to, well, buddy, I appreciate your time. I really do. And I'm glad we connected like this and we'll have to do this again and stay in touch um, throughout our little, our little collab here that we got going. And I can't wait to see what you come up with. And, and again, it's been a lot of fun, dude. Yeah. Everybody, everybody's going to be super excited. Yeah. Thank you guys for the support too, but uh, we're a fan of what you guys are doing. So I appreciate the invite. Such a pleasure to chat golf, continued success. And uh, thanks buddy. Take care. Looking forward to it. Take care, guys. All the best, Frank. Thanks.